The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran. Welcome. It is a pleasure to have you back with me on 1111 Talk Radio. This is a place where we will broaden minds, open hearts, and allow you to step more into who you are, into the remembering of who you are. How long ago was it? when you really knew your perfection, when you truly understood your connection, where you were so ingrained in the true essence of who you were that there was no stressor or strain, there was nothing to doubt, and everything was trust. And who did you become? Who are you now? What are those beliefs and thoughts and perceptions that hold the life in place that you live I'm really excited about my guest today. Her name is Gordana Birnath, and she is definitely a change maker. She's a writer, a speaker, a wisdom keeper. She talks about perceptions of reality, consciousness, creativity, and leadership, along with art. She conveys universal messages that appeal to audiences representing practically all cultures, religions, and genders. And her messages are inspiring, not biased by politics or temporary trends. She has been named one of the Super Soul 100 by Oprah Winfrey and is part of the awakened leaders and visionaries that are here to mission the guiding and inspiration of culture and the planet as we have it today. She's also a writer, and she uses Twitter as her main channel where she connects daily with 281,000-plus followers. In doing so, she provides little nuggets tidbits of knowledge and encouragement necessary to allow for change, to assist those who seek self-development and a greater sense of being through intellectual and spiritual exploration of the world seen and unseen. I came across her and instantly resonated because she was born on 11-11. At 11-11. <laughs> and so, of course, he had to be on 11-11 talk radio. I want to begin with one of her very first quotes on her upcoming book that is going to be released in the spring-summer of 2017, titled Know the Truth. It's not what you say out loud, but what you think when you're alone that has the greatest impact of how your life unfolds. Without greater ado, I'd like to welcome Gordana Birnat to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Gordana. Thank you so much for having me, Simran. That was a beautiful introduction to who I am. I'm sitting here listening and going, oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> well, you know, I think that's probably a great place to start because yeah. are we not all beautiful pieces and parts of essence that are here to experience and express? And I know that that's very much 
your philosophy and what you try to parlay to people uh, that we are really here to experience our beauty and most importantly, our desires. Talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I love to see myself and other human beings as spirits having a physical experience because when I was younger I, I, I always thought that my mission here on earth was to become more spiritual and become more one with my source but after meeting my husband and, and looking at his way of looking at reality he enjoys life he enjoys food he enjoys wine he enjoys art everything that is physical here he enjoys it and it actually woke me up to the, the, the notion that what I am here to do, I cannot do in spirit world. My spirit has a body in this reality because there is a reason to it. I'm supposed to explore the physicality of this reality. So for me, that was an aha moment to understand that if I'm trying to escape this physical reality by becoming more spiritual and think that that is my truth here, then I'm missing the point of being a human being in this reality. So it became, uh, I became aware of that my desires are actually a very big part of who I am here in this reality. Because as, as a spirit, I am very close to all that is, and it knows everything, it, it, it is everything, eternally and infinitely. So in order for all that is to exist, experience this physical reality it needs to focus itself into a body my body and my desires become really really important in that sense because the desire to experience something here is actually who I am I am a desire to experience life here as Gordana Bjarnat so that's my take on desires and and uh, why we are here actually That's a really powerful perspective and statement to express because the word spiritual, just like so many of the words uh, in language, we, we denote a specific meaning to it. We build an image and a reference around it. And spirituality or being spiritual has become kind of uh, a fad or an image or a slang in many instances where it is that escapism. It is that, look of just calm and peace, that experience of just fully diving into the idea of ascension rather than the Mm. idea of embodiment. And so Mm. what is it that we are to view as spirituality and then how do we bridge that to Mm. physicality so that we really engage in the material presence that we have Mm. created ourselves to be on the planet? Yeah, that's an interesting question, actually, because it might sound like something hard to do, but it isn't. And it's all about presence in the now moment, because in the now moment, you're always perceiving something and and feeling you're, if you're really focused in the now moment, and that's exactly what you're supposed to do. I had this uh, experience a couple of weeks ago in September, actually, where I was trying to pick some apples because I wanted to make an apple pie. And I came down and it hit me when I, when I took the apple in my hand, I started asking questions about where does this apple come from? I mean, a couple of months ago it wasn't there and now I'm picking it and it came from somewhere. 
So I feel that starting to ask oneself these kind of questions actually brings you into the magic of this reality. And that's where spirituality comes to play because when you start looking at it, really looking and asking the questions, where does this all come from? Why am I experiencing this the way I'm experiencing it? That's when you connect to your source because that is what your source is doing here, experiencing the physical reality where you are. So it's not hard, but you have to do it um, in a... You you have to want to do it. (laughs) It, Not forcing yourself, but you have to want to explore that. You have to give yourself time to explore what's happening in your space. Well, and you, you touched on a point which I have found to be really integral, and that is being in the inquiry to really stay in the place of the question because that then invites not only the answers, but it brings the formless into form. So just as you decided to to create an apple pie, then all of a sudden the form that showed up was the apple, and then that mm. formless that was the apple pie that was yet to be there could now come into reality. Is that part of the true experience of being creators here in this existence, to be uh, creators like the one whom which created us? Yes, I think that's why we say that we are made in the image of God, because we are actually God experiencing itself through each and every one of us. And that is why, as I said before, your desires define you and my desires define me. And desires to experience something here, I'm talking uh, of desires, the definition of desires on a much higher level than we allow ourselves to define desires here. Sometimes when I talk about desires, people actually don't understand what I mean by it because we are so conditioned uh, to not look at our desires, to simply do what we're told to in school and, and stuff. So we forget that desires are actually a very, very big part of who we are. And the desire to explore reality, physical reality as it is, is a very important desire because it tells you who you are here and now. When we talk about desire, Gordana, is there a basis uh, in your perspective that the desire has to stem from because we could have desires that come from a real grounding in love and excitement and pleasure of knowing something that we don't know. And there could Mm. also be desire that was grounded in fear because we felt Mm. unworthy or uh, incapable and we desired to know a different part of ourselves. Does it matter where that desire stems from? I think it does because, uh, for instance, a desire should be connected to some kind of happiness in in in, in the experience. And as a, when I was a child, for instance, I learned very quickly how to dodge fear in my reality. So every time I dodged fear, I felt happy because I didn't feel pain. So for me, the desire not to feel any pain, I exchanged that and believed that that was happiness when true happiness actually is about actively seeking happiness, asking yourself, what do I love to do? So there is a difference between uh, a desire which will give you true happiness and a desire which will actually just dodge fear and give you the satisfaction of not being punished. 
So there is a difference, and and it's it's a tricky difference, and each and every one of us have to find that fine tune that search for happiness and ask ourselves, am I actively seeking happiness or am I dodging fear here? And then you can we, find where the desire comes from. Yeah. Yes. And, and we live in a world, you've talked about how we are here. And I say also in my book, Conversations with the Universe, I, I have a specific quote that I always say, which is, you're not on a journey, you are the journey, you are experience experiencing itself. And so in being experience, experiencing itself, and you talking about being material and being physical and being in the body, the Western world in particular, we have moved to such a degree of materialism and such a degree of what we believe success is and the quantity that that looks like. And, and there's, there can be judgment around that or there can be excess around that. Talk about how you feel the distinctions of success and is there a fine line between being material and materialism? There, there is, there is a difference between the two because, um, to, it's how you define success. If you, if you just define success as something that you need to acquire from without, then you're on a dangerous journey, which will not, be fulfilling in the end if you define success as being happy with who you are and exploring who you are then it would be <laughs> it wouldn't then the materialism isn't as important to you the material world will be a way to explore it not something you need to acquire in order to be happy i don't know if it makes sense to you but there is there is a difference between them for me, there is that's, a difference. Yes, that's beautifully spoken. And then if you look at today's world, particularly even American politics or what seems to be appearing, it looks as if the most uh, excess or that which could be termed as the greatest materialism or materialistic is what mm. is being flashed in front of everyone's eyes. Why do you think that is? What, what is that here to really show us or speak to us about? I think that when we raise consciousness, our consciousness um, covers much more in time and space. And time and space is about polarity. We live in a world of polarities. Where there are minuses, there are pluses. Where there is darkness, there is light in an equal amount. And every time we expand in our consciousness it's like breathing in we take in both negative and the positive and then we breathe out and that's where the good stuff is you can keep the pluses and release the minuses if you know this but if you don't know this you think that you have to keep both and then both the negative part and the positive part stays in your body and maybe the negative part is not as is not that good for you it's like breathing in i mean it's not just oxygen out there. It's also nitrogen and other things that our body doesn't want that is toxic to our bodies. But we have this intuitive knowing in our body which releases the toxic and keeps the positive stuff. 
And that's the same thing going on with consciousness. The way I see it, our society has become more conscious, which means that we take in more of both. And if we only focus on the negative part of that, then that is what we will experience here. But there is always equal amount of pluses, so we have to look for them. We have to turn and twist and explore the things that are coming to us the way they are now in the United States and see what can we do with this. For instance, maybe um, maybe you should be looking at your election processes. Is this really democratic? And that's the, that's the positive side of what is happening. You should be looking at it from the perspectives. So... Without going into politics too much, which I don't like to do, <laughs> I, uh, I would say that we, we need to know and, uh, and understand what happens when consciousness is raised, that it takes in both parts more. So, so you, you might experience there is more negativity than there is positivity, and that is a signal from your source telling you that y- you should be looking at the positive stuff in order to be aligned to who you who you are, you have to seek out the positive things in your reality and try to find them because they are there. It's a universal law. It's an equal amount of both. In your upcoming book that will be released in spring, summer 2017, you write, people who love what they do and do what they love look healthy, permeate good vibes, and continue to inspire even in an old age. Success, Mm -hmm. then, is more a question of how much time you choose to spend in eternity by doing what you love. So often people settle in jobs or settle for less or put off the time to do what they really love because they think there are so many other reasons that they cannot. How important right now is it for us to dive into what we truly love to really create change on this planet? I think it's always important to do that. We are we are here to actually do what we love. That is why we started this conversation by talking about desires. It's all about exploring your desires and your desires are your daydreams. What do you what do you daydream about when nobody's around? What do you occupy your mind with when you when you're relaxing? And then that is what you're supposed to be exploring in this reality because we are creating this reality with our thoughts and our beliefs and we are if we if we don't explore what we love then we are creating something that we will not like in this reality we are also creating more unconsciously then so i think it's it's uh, it's really important that we start daydreaming a bit more and taking our daydreams more seriously, uh, asking ourselves, okay, why am I thinking about this all the time? Why is this so important to me? Do I need to explore this more? And I'm not saying that everybody should stop their jobs and start daydreaming. What I'm saying is use the time to explore why you love the things you love and why you why you are daydreaming of a specific thing because that will tell you who you are and put you on the right path becoming more of who you are because that's what we're here to do. Gordana Birnott in her upcoming book with Hay House says, success is not a question of how much power or money you have acquired. It is a question of how satisfied you are with who you are. Do you love yourself? Do you love your life? Do you love what you do? Because you see, there is a joy in abundance. Love is everywhere. Happiness is for free. 
When you do what you love, abundance always finds a way to find you. Love in all its shapes, colors, and forms has a magical ability to transcend time and space by opening a gate that connects us to eternity. This is from Gordana Birnott's upcoming book, and she provides knowledge and encouragement necessary for allowing change, assisting those who seek self-development and a greater sense of being through intellectual and spiritual exploration of the world seen and unseen. Her purpose is to help people realize how powerful and unique they truly are. As a writer, she influences conscious communications through higher thought. She's been featured on Oprah.com, Huffington Post, Times of India, and many major news aggregators and blogs, as well as printed magazines and publications. She holds an MA in Art History and Art Sciences, Psychology, Communication, and Media. You can connect with her on Twitter at MyPowerTalk, and you can also find out more about her at MyPowerTalk.com. We'll be right back with Gordana Birnath. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts and topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we get back to Gordana, I want you to definitely take the time to check out 1111 Magazine's current issue. There are beautiful individuals featured this time, and it is dedicated to Dr. John Waddell and the work that he did on the planet before he transitioned. You will find beautiful articles by Sark, Susan Ariel Rainbow Kennedy, Rebecca Campbell, as well as many other individuals that are sharing their light, their beauty, and their wisdom on the planet. 1111 Magazine is created to uplift consciousness, to be a guiding set of footprints on your path, and to be an example of all of the individuals stepping into their power that are just like you, so that you may step into yours. My guest today is Gordana Birnat, and she is a beautiful soul that is creating light on the planet through messaging, through different small tweets that she sends on a daily basis through Twitter, and as a writer that influences conscious communications. Through her inspirations, people all over the world allow their minds to be reminded and their hearts to be encouraged. You can find out more at 
mypowertalk.com. So definitely connect to Gordana on Twitter as well as on her website and mark your calendar for this spring summer's release of her new book. Welcome back, Gordana. I want to talk a little bit about daydreams. That's where we finished off the last conversation. And you talked about diving into those daydreams. And so often people don't realize that it is in our imagination, in our imaginal selves, that we create that new reality, that we have an opportunity to build our lives and have our destinies unfold the way we desire. But it only happens with presence. And it only happens if we stay, as you say, in that now moment. Talk about the distinction between the now moment and the daydreaming of the life that we desire. How do we bridge the two? Because one feels like now and one feels like something that is beyond now. Well, I think that we bridge them by being in the daydream with our feelings and feeling the daydream really. Uh, that is how we change our frequency because what we experience in our reality is very, very dependent on what frequency we are in. For instance, when you're in a joyful frequency, it's a higher frequency, which means that it takes in more of the reality so that you can see opportunities in how to get to your daydream, how to get what you are daydreaming about. When we are in a lower frequency, let's say that we are in fear, which we are when we worry, because I write in my book that worry and daydreaming come from the same source. They come from your imagination. Worry is a very, very low frequency and daydreaming is a higher frequency because worry is based on fear and fear is always retracting. It is always lowering your frequency. So when your frequency is very low, you don't see the opportunities in how to get what you want So worry, for instance, creates a place where you manifest things that you do not want, which becomes, I translate it as unconscious creation of your reality because you worry about what others might think or what others want want you to do. And it becomes an unconscious creation of a reality that you actually fear. So you get, your frequency will respond, the universe will respond to your frequency. And you get what you don't want. Whereas when you start daydreaming, you open up and you heighten your frequency and you do this in the now moment. So it actually brings your daydreams closer to you. It brings your manifestation of these daydreams closer to you because you are exploring something that you want. And you're also sending signals to your brain to look for, this is what I'm looking for in this reality. And it will always respond in the correct way. It will respond to your frequency. And your frequency is always based on what you believe and what you think and what you say to yourself. So the only way to do it is actually now. That's the only way to bridge anything. I mean, to explore anything in your reality, you have to be present in the now moment. So We live in a time that that we are very mental focused and the mind seems to run everything. And yet we are here to master the mind, but when you Mm. talk about worry or when we talk about individuals that have constant chatter within Mm. their heads and and they can't get rid of that chatter and there's a resistance to the silence or the stillness or the meditation, what would Mm. you suggest in terms of reducing worry or reducing the mental chatter to slowly move 
into spaces where they can be more and more present to the now, more a moment, or more and more present to their dreams and desires. I think it's all about trusting reality uh, and trusting that whatever happens in one's reality is happening for a good reason. And I, I would like to write good with big letters, good, because the, it's, it might seem like something bad in our reality, but it turns out when you look at it retrospectively, it's, it's a good thing. I mean, you might lose your job and it, 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 it seems like a bad thing and you worry and you don't know how to handle it and everything. But then five years later, when you look at it, you see that, oh my God, this was the best thing ever that happened to me. So sometimes trust is the key word here to start trusting that everything that is happening out there is happening for a good reason. And it might seem hard to do that because our society is always <laughs> feeding us with the negativity that is out there. It is showing us that this is a dangerous reality. We, we, can't, really, um, we can't really enjoy it because it, it feels dangerous. The negativity is somehow more real than the positivity. And that is not true. The truth is that there are, as I said before, equal amount of both. And it's all about what we focus on. So just trusting that there is good out there and that nothing is going, the universe never gives you more than you can handle. Trusting that, I think, helps you to silence down that chatter. And I think that maybe, historically speaking, religion has had that um, effect on us. For instance, believing that there is a God and God will fix everything. And today, not Everyone believes that, and it it happen, It kind of puts us in a negative state, which makes it hard to quiet the chatter. So trusting that everything that happens happens for a good reason is a way to start to silence that chatter. And I mean trusting it really, believing that it is so, not just saying it to yourself, truly believing that it is so. That trust is such an important factor, not only in personal growth and spiritual growth, but in self-empowerment. I know in my own journey, I bumped into that wall of trust, and what I discovered was at the very basic foundation, I didn't trust myself. And if you don't trust yourself, you won't trust life, you won't trust other people, you won't trust God, you won't trust the God within you. And so to create that sense of trust for many people is a difficult thing because they keep looking outside to trust something Mm -hmm. that is really the illusion that is external. You talk about the universe being really beautiful and existing on the outside, but it truly exists within, and you discovered that at a very young age, at age 11, when you discovered that the stars were as great externally as they were internally. Talk a little bit about that experience. Well, it was a beautiful experience because I I tried to figure out the edges of the universe when I was 11. I went to bed and I started thinking, uh, where does the universe end? It has to have some ending somewhere. So I started imagining myself flying through the universe and I roamed the universe, but I couldn't find an ending to it. And what's more exciting was that every time I thought I reached some kind of border or something I felt a tingling thing in my neck and I could feel how the universe exploded and a lot of more stars became 
present in my imagination and I was thinking oh my god this th- it doesn't have any ending because my imagination is infinite so my universe must be infinite too because I can imagine it so I thought okay I will run to the window and I will look outside and see if I can see something when I look at the stars so I looked at the stars and I saw the same thing as I saw in my head while my my eyes were closed. So I opened my eyes, closed my eyes, and there were stars, stars, and it just hit me, it dawned on me that it's this, why do I see the same thing with my eyes closed and open? Because it's the same stuff. My imagination is made of the same stuff as the universe. And it was mind-boggling to understand that. It was like a paradox, you know. I, uh, I grasped it, but I couldn't talk about it because it's impo- it's impossible to put words on something like that when you when you understand it. it's true illumination. Even though I was just a child, I was eleven years old, and I felt it like true illumination. That's a, that really is a profound statement. If we if we take the time to stop and really contemplate, that we can imagine the depth of universe within us as we can see outside of us. It's it would be mind-blowing, and it is a mind-blowing concept, I'm sure, for many of the listeners right now. Oftentimes, we get caught up in a place that is the ego, and that is almost the opposite of the infinite, expansive presence of the universe. The ego is something that keeps us a little bit smaller and puts up some walls and some boundaries around us, but yet it is a very important aspect of us. And Mm. oftentimes it's given a bad rap and called a bad thing or something that we need to kill off. But in actuality, it's the very opposite. We have to embrace it and understand it uh, for what it is. And you call it a neutral tool. Uh, Talk a little bit about how, how you determine it as a tool and what that means. Well, for me, the way I see it, before we um, before we enter this body, our spirit or our soul is one with all that is. And we're experiencing all that is in all its beauty. And then it becomes a bit boring to do that. So we need to explore something else. So our soul wants to focus itself into a body to have a specific experience here. And this is where I see ego as a tool because soul uses ego in order to separate itself from all that is. Ego becomes the boundaries that keeps your desires and who you are within the boundaries of your body. So you stay in your body and explore your desires because your ego is not allowing you to become all that is which you are from the beginning. So it's a good thing. It's it's just keeping you in focus here in this reality. It is when we forget that our source is all that is. When we think that the ego and the boundaries the ego is creating that that is all that is. That's when the problems become um, become bigger, so to speak. So the ego, I feel that the ego is necessary in order for us to experience this physical reality. We need to have an ego that separates us from all that is. You have a statement in your upcoming book that's going to release this spring, summer, and it's really quite powerful. You say, the ego has to be in order for you to be focused on being you. 
So yes. when the ego allows us to focus or be a focusing tool, how is that done? Well, I mean, if let's say your source is unconditional love. And if you focus yourself too much on that, you become less distinguished in, in this physical reality. So, I mean, ego is based on the restrictions and its prime function is to distinguish you from the rest, all that is, to define your essential qualities and limits and all the boundaries around you. So if you, if you stop exploring who you are in this physical reality and you start wanting only to become all that is or love, you become less you, you become more of your source, but you become less of who you are here and now. So it's a fine balance between knowing your source, that it is all that is and that it is love, and, and, and knowing who you are in this reality. And it's the relationship between your ego and your soul that is what you're exploring here. So that's why I feel that it is like a container. It contains your desires, but it is not you. You are your source. It is just like putting on a dress or, or, or a container. That's how I see it. So often it is our ego or the ego's desire to control or manipulate or, mm. or judge or create boundaries around that brings in experiences of sadness, anger, jealousy, mm. grief, upset. Mm. And in doing so, how do you view those types of situations and how necessary are the shadow aspects of our experience? in order to not only reconnect to source, but also fully embody the physical realm? Well, I feel that the, the negative aspects of that is that it is showing you actually what you are not in order for you to understand what you are. And that's the point of being in this reality of polarities, because uh, you can use the negative thing as a contrast to who you are without judging it. I mean, acknowledge that it is there and then at the same time say that that is not who I want to be now, which is defining you, actually. And that's where the ego is a defining tool. It defines what you want and don't want. And it's, it's important to know who you are, to know that you are source experiencing itself in this reality so that ego doesn't take over totally and, and, and it will give you a negative aspect of reality because that's what ego does. It separates you from your source. So if you allow ego to play a too big role in your reality, you become very separated from your source. The, the, the boundaries of ego become too, uh, too thick to look through. The, the, the trick is to keep the boundaries, but keep them transparent so that you can see your source all the time and still explore this physical reality through your ego. Gordana Virnat, in her new book, says, no matter how bad you feel, you can never be cut off from your unconditionally loving source. It is always within you. Sadness is there to remind you that you are out of alignment with your source. Many of us have become so used to being uncomfortable in our lives, in our bodies, and in our thoughts that being uncomfortable has paradoxically become the new comfort zone. Gordana Virenat, at the age of 11, realized the stars in the heavens and the stars in her mind were made of the same stuff. 
This truth changed the way she perceived herself and set her on a lifelong adventure of exploring who she was and why she was here. As a speaker, she talks about perception of reality, consciousness, creativity, leadership, and art, and conveys a universal message appealing to audiences representing practically all cultures, religions, and genders. Her message is inspiring and not biased by politics or temporary trends. Oprah Winfrey included her on the Super Soul 100 list as a team of awakened leaders and visionaries with mission to guide and inspire. She has been named a Super Soul 100 teacher and is a writer that influences conscious communications. Her upcoming book, Know the Truth, Why Knowing Who You Are Changes Everything, will soon be published by Hay House this spring. You can find out more at mypowertalk.com. In addition, you can connect with her on Twitter at MyPowerTalk. We'll be right back with Gordana Birnay. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111. 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. Engage with experts and topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized. So you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Check out my own book, Conversations with the Universe, if you're looking to see how the world speaks to you through signs, symbols, and synchronicities. It is my own journey in seeing 1111 and learning all of the different ways that the world is constantly talking to us. In addition, my book, Your Journey to Enlightenment, that allows you to understand how to let go of the identities and personalities that bind you and to step back into being the divine child in the places of innocence and wonder for true co-creation in this reality. And finally, my third book, Your Journey to Love, which is a bridge between the two parts of you, the shadow and the light, the angel and the demon, the lover and the beloved. You can find out more about that at imsimmering.com, along with 1111 Magazine's issue, new and archived, and access to all of the 1111 Talk Radio archives. There are some great shows that have appeared this year. Marianne Williamson on Tears to Triumph, Mae McCarthy on Path to Wealth, Celeste Yacobani on Prayer, 
Susan Shumsky on Divine Intuition, and Megan Dawn on New Divine Feminine. All of those archives remain up so that you can partake in all of the wisdom of these brilliant individuals and voices that are on the planet, including my guest today, Giordana Bernat. And she is here talking about how we truly can know the truth. She is definitely an individual to follow and to partake of her wisdom, the bite-sized nuggets that she shares on Twitter or the upcoming book that she has releasing through Hay House this spring-summer of 2017. We live in an abundant universe with a persistent mental state of lack. The change you want is one thought away, and the thought is within you. There is no movement without stillness, no sound without silence, no light without darkness, and no me without you. This is from Gordana's upcoming book. Definitely connect with her so that you can be aware of all that will be coming from this beautiful soul and radiant being. Welcome back, Gordana. Let's talk a little bit about without darkness, there is no light. So sometimes the darkness is necessary so that we can truly step into and embody our light. And you say that sometimes we have to face what we're not in order to understand what we are. Your ultimate purpose is really to support individuals in understanding who they truly are at the very core of it, who are we really? Oh, that's a big question. But I truly believe that we are unconditional love experiencing itself here on Earth in a place where polarity gives us choices so that we will know who we we are in those choices. So each and every one of us, have, we have our own truths and what we want to be and become. And I think that the truths that we carry, the desires we carry, what we want to experience in this reality is who we truly are. Because it is connected to the desire of being a human being and it is connected to our source, which is unconditional love. So... I think that we are unconditional love experiencing itself here in a world of polarities. So many individuals criticize social media as being a way of separation, as an avenue that is actually disconnecting us rather than connecting us because it does Mm -hmm. not allow us to be face-to-face. There's a lot of criticism in regard to electronics and the constant use of phones and the methods that uh, progress and technology seems to move us into, yet you have found that this is actually a way of connection. Can you reframe social media and technology in a way that we can understand as individuals how to use it as a positive force of light rather than a divisive place of separation? Well, I'm using media in a way that I feel connect me to people on a profound level (laughs) in different parts of the world, which I would never be able to do in that scale if I wouldn't be using social media. Uh, I I have messages coming into me uh, with people saying, for instance, that I use your Twitter Before I go to sleep, I read your tweets. And the first thing I do when I wake up, I read your tweets and you're with me all the time. And I feel like I'm sending out portions of myself. And 
helping people without being present there physically. I'm still with them and they can use my thoughts. If they allow my thoughts into their reality, they can use my thoughts to boost themselves into the right direction. So for me, that it wouldn't have been possible to do this unless I would have been using, unless I use media the way I use it. So I don't agree when, when people say that social media is disconnecting people because we are not face-to-face. But I do see that there is problems with it when, when you sit with someone and you have your phone up and you're not present in that meeting. But the way I use media, social media, I feel that it connects me closer to people whom I wouldn't be able to speak to otherwise. For instance, I have very young people writing DMs to me each and every day. I have a young boy writing to me, telling me that he's having problems in school, and I I talk to him. I feel like a mother sitting somewhere else talking to a child whom I don't know. I don't know how he looks, but I can feel his spirit. When he writes to me, I can feel it, so I connect to his spirit and talk to him. (laughs) I I use the technology to talk to him. So I don't feel that we are getting disconnected. I feel that we can connect in a beautiful way if we if we allow ourselves to use the technology the way in a beneficial way. But it's always about um, it's always about being conscious of how you're using the tools that are given to you. I mean, you can use a knife in many different ways. You can you can make food with it or you can kill with it. It's always about how you use the tools that are available to you. And I feel that social media is a tool to be used to connect people. As, as an introvert, and I know you refer to that in your book in terms of being someone that was shy or introverted, this manner of sharing and connection allows that introverted nature to really share the deep inner workings and inspirations that bubble up from within us. I, I too, use media and different ways to share my work. And I love the fact that doing so allows us to be examples for other individuals so that if they are in a space of loneliness or aloneness or in a space of not quite sure if they're stepping into who they really are, that it allows a platform where a voice other than the ego or other than the one that is doubting can actually come forward. How would you support or advise individuals in terms of stepping into more of who they are by allowing some of these media platforms to be the place where they get out of the way and let their true source come forth from within them? Um, I would I would like you to rephrase the question because I I, I didn't understand exactly what you meant by it. Could you rephrase it so that I will understand it correctly and give you the right answers? Because sure, sure. I think that so often people become more closed off or judge themselves as not being ready or not being good enough or not being capable of sharing their innate wisdom that they hold inside. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so often these places such as social media can be places where we can let that false self get out of the way and allow that true voice of wisdom to come forward um, as examples of individuals that allow their source voice to come forward in these ways. How would you support or advise someone in opening to that true voice of who they really are 
and perhaps starting just in this small way of spreading light in, in manners of media and social media. Well, it's, it's like when, when you're in tune with the right frequency of who you are, when you feel comfortable with what you write, you will always find your tribe out there. I mean, this is a big world and social media is global. So you will always find someone who will connect to your frequency and, and see you, say, tell you that I see the world the way you do. And that can boost you in a, in a way that you, you wouldn't be able to find these people in, in your neighborhood, maybe. But you can find someone sitting in, in, I don't know, New Zealand if you're in the United States and still you can connect. So having the courage to put your thoughts out there and to ignore negative interference and thank God for the blocking <laughs> Uh, button. You can always block people that you do not want to be in your frequency there. And that can keep you in your own frequency and connecting to people that really matter to you. So I do, I do, I, I think that you should be using your voice and daring to use your voice and to block the negative interference actively. Because you don't have to act on other people's drama on social media and get caught up in that because you lose yourself in that. You have to stay focused on who you are and what you think and trust that your thoughts will be answered by someone else who is exactly of the same frequency as you are. Gordana, you write a quote that is, there is no movement without stillness, no sound without silence, no light without darkness, and no me without you. When it comes to stillness or having a spiritual practice, what is your daily spiritual practice that allows you to center into who you truly are? I, I love to connect to myself um, by spending time with people I love. That is one of the most uh, most important aspects of my life. Every time I feel that things are not going the way I want them to, I go into my son's room and I sit on his bed, do something, I read a book or just sit there and enjoy his frequency. And when I do that, I automatically connect to who I am. I've, I've been doing this since, since he was very, very small. I, I just sit by him and I feel his energy and it connects me to who I am. That is one of the best ways for me to do it. But I also do it, I can walk outside and I can stand by a tree and just feel the frequency of the tree because it's unconditional and I know that I can always tune into the right frequency when I just allow the love from the tree to come to me or I go outside and I watch the grass or I look at the apple or I, I spend time with an animal just feeling the unconditional love from that anim animal. And it's, it's actually about being mindful and reconnecting yourself to the now moment and seeing the unconditional love that is actually around us everywhere and the magic that is going on. That's my way of connecting to who I am. And I do this automatically. I can do it on a bus if I want to. I just start looking at people and see their faces and I, I start 
thinking about who they are and then it reconnects me to who I am. It's it's um, it's an active meditation in the now moment, actually. My guest today has been Gordana Birnat, and she says, the more you realize who you truly are, the less approval of others you will seek. The more you know and respect yourself, the less you fear rejection, setbacks, and failures. The more inner power you gain, the less outer control you allow. The more you are your true self, the more you inspire others to be their true selves. The more you know who you truly are, the more you can accept and appreciate what others are. Everyone is unique. We are all one. Definitely connect with her on Twitter at MyPowerTalk. Tap into her website, MyPowerTalk.com, so that you can connect to the upcoming release of her book, Why Knowing Who You Are Changes Everything. Thank you, Gordana, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. I am Simran, in love, of love, with love and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.